We got another one, episode 30. The boys are back. The Keep It Sports podcast crew, of course, with your boy, Keep It Lou, and my right-hand man, my co-host, Keep It Juan. How are we doing this evening, my boy? Yes, sir, man. We got a special one today. This is the Stephen Curry edition. You already know. Yeah, if that's, what, if, if that's some of what we want to call it, you know, the Steph Curry. I mean, there's so many greats that wore the number. You know, you we could Come start on, with. Come on, bro. You, we start, can start... you start and you, you start and you finish with Steph. No, nah, man. You know, you, you got guys like Carlos Arroyo. You know, you got guys like Morris Oh, Cole. shit. Shout out to Carlos Arroyo. I forgot you know about what that. No, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. But, oh, hey, this is good. we got another one, man. Hey, uh, once again, if you guys haven't checked out last week's episode, it was a great one. We had a good friend of the show, Saul. It was a fun one. We, we definitely went rambling. We didn't even pay attention to the time. We, we just, you know, straight. Barbershop Sports Talk with him. It's always a great time. We we always appreciate it. Um, him sure. coming through. Make sure to go check out his podcast as well. Get it how you live. Um, but yeah, man, let's start. It. Let's get it rolling, man. Um, we're just gonna we're gonna mention just one topic that's caught our eye recently within the NFL, and then we're just gonna move straight into basketball. Um, so yeah, uh, man, news broke out in the NFL. Well within the Jacksonville Jaguars organization. Um, as a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, I could only imagine how excited you are just due to the rebuild. Um, you got the number one pick. You picked Trevor Lawrence. Hopefully, it turns out to be great. But they uh, they came out by with news by signing former Florida Gator quarterback, NFL journeyman, MLB project. I, I don't know. Project. I was gonna say wannabe, but I didn't even want to say that. Anyway, nah, like the they they signed Tim Tebow, but they didn't sign Tim Tebow to be a backup for Trevor uh, Trevor Lawrence. They signed Tim Tebow at, to primarily to be a tight end. What is your take on this uh, on this deal, man? Because I got so All much right, to so, say. So I, I know you have a lot of shit to say, and, and I know a lot of people have a lot of things to say. I like the move. I honestly do. I like the move. I think it's a new opportunity for Tim Tebow to prove that he belongs in the NFL. Look what uh, uh, kid from uh, New Orleans, uh, Hill. He start he played he's, he played quarterback in high school uh, in college. He came to the NFL as a tight end, and now he's transitioning between quarterback and tight end. And I think he can play a similar role. I mean, the fact that it took so long for him to actually realize that he was not a starting quarterback in this NFL. Um, it, it, it sucks, right? It, that, that's, that's, where, that's where all the hate comes from. But the fact that he was he's able to still come in at this age, he's over 30 years old, he's able to come in and still get a spot. And don't tell me that he got it because of Urban Meyer. If you told me that, you're on some bullshit. Yes, I get it that he was his coach in college, all blah, blah, blah. But if he got a job, it's because he deserves to get that job. And, yeah, you might call him a journeyman. You might call him uh, 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 whatever you want to call it. But he's always been a guy that has taken risks. He's always been a guy that has taken chances. He took a chance going to MLB. 
he took a chance at saying, no, I want to be a quarterback. That's it. And now he's taking a chance of being a tight end. He took a chance of being a broadcaster. Right? A solid one, though. Uh, definitely a solid broadcaster, though. Don't he, me was. he was. He was. And, and ESPN is for sure going to miss him. But I, I, I like the move. I like the move. All right. I agree with you to a certain extent. And this is why. The reason why he got that job was because of Urban, Urban Myers. Nah. Yeah. Now, nah. let me explain to you why. Because nah. if this was the case, okay, how is it that if this is what this guy wanted to do, and don't get me wrong, this guy has always been in shape. That's that's not that's been that's not a question. That's goes that goes without saying. He's always been in shape, he's always been ready if whatever opportunity came his way. He's always been active within like, you know, sports, um, you know, with the trying out with MLB, trying to potentially make a comeback for the NFL as a quarterback. So he always stayed fit, stayed ready. So that that was that wasn't that's never been in question with Tim Tebow. Why is it that now, and I respect the fact that he's uh he's up for challenges and stuff like that. You need that you need that type of mentality in this world, whether you're an athlete, celebrity, or just an average Joe in this world. Without risk, you stay stagnant and you stay still. Okay. So that that so I agree with you with that 110%. And I like that. But how is it that now you want to become a tight end? And when you want to become a tight end, the first and only team you try out for is the team where your ex-head coach, where you became, you know, basically that's where you made a name for yourself because it, it's if he would have never, if he would have just been an average Joe nah. quarterback in, in in college, he would have never been as famous as he was, even when he wasn't even active, an active like athlete in the sense of being on a on a on a professional sports team roster. This guy is still considered a celebrity athlete. Whatever. So, his is there something wrong? With, is, there, is there something wrong with that? With him trying no, no, to play no, no, with no, his no. I'm just saying. I'm. I'm saying his superstar. His superstar stardom started in Florida. And who was this coach? Urban Meyer. So I how guess. is it that the only one, one and only team that you try out for is where your head, your ex head coach in Florida is at now? Hasn't even coached his first game on that roster yet. And you don't, and, and you already get it. It was writing, the writing was on the wall when reports came out that that's that he was going to try out as tight end for that team. See, we I all knew that he wrong. was going to get signed, that's bro. Wrong. That's where you're wrong. No, he I'm not. Out, he tried out many times to become a quarterback. I guess he had to talk with Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer convinced him, hey, no, you're too talented, no, you're too no. talented to not be playing football. Why didn't you come and you try out to become a tight end? Bro, Tim Tebow, I like, don't shit, think that. Try I don't that think, out. I don't think that. that Tim Tebow. I don't think Tim Tebow is going. Look, I, I'm not knocking him as a person. I'm just knocking. I'm knocking more the the idea of him playing a position that I, if I never seen him becoming a a quarterback, right? And at this age, I don't see him excelling in that. The only thing I see him excelling at, and the only good positive out of him going to Jacksonville is more for, you know, being the guy to piece everybody together in the locker room, being the motivator. And you don't get me wrong. You need that. You know, I'm all for that on any professional sports team, whether you're 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 at the top of the league or whether you're in, in the bottom of the league when it comes to your team standing. Um, you always need a vet. You always need a mellow guy. You need a guy that could bring the the you know, the team together whenever the 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 players and the coaches are not really seeing eye to eye. And he has that in him because, you know, of course, we all know that he's a follower of Christ. He's a good dude. A lot of people just like him as a person in general. And I and I don't doubt that whatsoever. But this move 
was all because of Urban Meyer. Okay, I just feel I just feel like he's they're knocking him down for no reason. Nobody seems to see him play tight end yet. Let the let the guy play at least one two games. Let him get his feet wet. Let him play the actual tight end position. And then after that, if you want to criticize, you criticize. But let the man play. I mean, if you don't let the man play, you're not going to know. You never seen him play tight end. So how you know that he can't be a good tight end? I don't know. It's just like, oh, I told you earlier. I think it's privilege. Privilege due to the fact that you're going to a place where you're comfortable with the guy who is who was your head coach. That's a head coach of this professional sports team that you're just now signing with today. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, it, it's the same thing, man. Like, you're seeing this Urban wrong, Meyer bro. has a lot of influence with this signing. And in, in, in not even just with, obviously, Tim Tebow's going to want to go it, it go to a team where his ex-head coach is at. Like, that's going to make it easier for him. But it's not even that. It's a privilege because Urban Meyer went up to the front office and said, I want him. So they said, sure, we'll give you what you want. And then that's going to, that could possibly turn out to be hurtful for Trevor Lawrence because then you don't really have a weapon in that position that you desperately need nowadays in the NFL. Look, I mean, look at what Urban Myers did. He was even willing to hire that that um, strength, and, um, strength coordinator from Iowa. Uh, I forget his name, uh, Chris Doyle, that got fired because he was using racial slurs or in, in racist language to players and treating them different based off their race. And then he ended up resigning because of all the backlash that he got. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he's willing to do that, that was privilege, bro. That Chris Doyle guy didn't deserve a job again in any professional sports team. And guess how? Look at how he easily got a job in the NFL. In the NFL with a first-year head coach who hasn't even coached yet. I don't even think Evan Meyer was a was a coach for a month yet. And he and he got hired to be his um one of his I think um I don't know if it was defensive or offensive coordinator. Bro, you were just you were just fired because of using all that racist stuff. Bro, I think it's privilege. I don't. I'm not blaming it more on Tim Tebow. I'm blaming it more because of Urban Meyer. That's that's my take on it. With when it comes to like the like, like I said, the, going the back, Tim Tebow situation. Going back today, I said you give him the benefit of the doubt. You let the man play, and then after he plays a few games, and you can criticize if you want to. But let the guy play. You just signed him. You know, he he's always been. I mean, he's never been the most athletic player, but he's always stayed in shape. Like you said. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Let 100%. him play. He plays, but he played baseball. So if you play baseball, he gotta know how to catch. Ah, uh, come on, man! It's too. First of all, baseball is not physical. Okay, one. Nobody's um, saying about physical. I, I'm saying, but uh, right, okay, you but you need to catch as a tight end. As a tight end, you're probably being more physical in the running catch with the blocking than you are as a as a quarterback or as a whatever position in baseball that Tim Tebow was playing whenever he was in a in a spring training camp team because so, he know, never Urban made a regular Meyer season roster. His, Urban Meyer likes his trick plays too, so. You know, I guess, you might, but... You might, you, might, you might run that wall. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. He's definitely going to be throwing the ball every now and again. That's for sure. That 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 goes... That's like goals without saying. We all know that Tim Tebow is not going to j- never take a snap as a Jacksonville Jaguar and not throw have, the ball. Let me ask you a question. If you have to put... Do you think uh, Tim Tebow throws at least one touchdown pass this year? I, I throw money on it. You think he throws a touchdown? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It, it'll probably be like on some. You remember um, when we played um, when the Buccaneers played? Uh, uh, fuck, I'm going blank. When they played uh, the Saints that um, in the playoffs, and Jameis Winston threw that 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 um, that touchdown, and, every, and like he was like super hype on it. Like that's it's something yeah. like that where it's like not it's gonna be a meaningful touchdown, but he will. I, I believe he will. Okay. I don't think right. it's gonna be anything to over exaggerate, but he will throw a touchdown. But Kind of moving on still within that topic um, via ESPN's Jeff Darlington 
apparently not everybody in the Jaguars building is thrilled with t- with the team signing Tim Tebow. So that is already a rough start. You know, they, they they I'm sure the fan base, I'm sure the front office, coaches, players were all hype after the draft, you know. Um, especially after the free agent signings that they did. They, you know, they they were a sleeper team, I I believe. Um, when it comes to this season's free agent free agency class. And now you're just you're roughing up the feathers within that locker room, in my opinion. Um and Devin Bush tweeted out as well um today. He put two laughing emojis, the crying laughing emojis, but Tebow got a job before a cap. Wait till we play Jacksonville. Hmm. You know, I feel like this is going beyond just the Jags, the Jags organization. And that's why I, I, that's why I have to feel like it's not a good signing. I feel like they didn't do their due diligence. I don't feel like, I don't feel like it's going to work out in the sense of just positioning. I don't think it's going to, it's going to eventually turn out to be either Tim Tebow gets cut mid season or he, they just don't bring him back the following year. Listen, if he gets cut, so let it be, but at least he had the opportunity to do so. If he got a job, it's because he deserves it. That's my that's my take. Going to what Devin Bush said, the fact that uh, going back to Colin Kaepernick, yeah, Colin Kaepernick deserves a job in the NFL for many, many years. For all the years that he's been out in the NFL, he deserves a job. He's still better than some quarterbacks out there. I get that. But the, he's only willing to play quarterback. That's the difference. Even though Tim Tebow took a while. But he finally he finally gave up. Gave Come in. on, man. We all know we all he know why. But we all know why Colin Kaepernick is not in the NFL. It's not because that. not the I ability of, of throwing the ball. It's not I the ability get... of that him not wanting it. It's the it's because of the fact that he's going to continue taking a knee for I what he stands up for, and that's the reason why he doesn't have a I job. I get that. So but, because but Tim Tebow, the, does... Tim Tebow, to some people is a, is a penny pusher, and he's willing to be a yes man. Right, for example, like, oh, okay, yes, coach, I'll I'll switch to tight end if that gives me opportunity. If that's why he has a job, nah, come on, bro. We're in a different time of day, man. When from from when Colin Kaepernick started, I mean, uh, left the NFL to now, a lot of things have happened. A lot of things have changed. I mean, I know we still got a lot to work on, but I I, I do believe the reason why Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job right now is for the fact that nobody wants to give a player of that age a contract. And I like again, I'm not I'm not knocking Colin Kaepernick. He had plenty of years that he deserves to be in the NFL, but I can't say that now. He's been out of the NFL for way too long. Yeah. I mean, it is good point on that. But at the same time, I again, I mean, we we this is the beauty of this podcast, right? Is that we debate, we don't see eye to eye, but no matter what, at the end of the day, it's sports. We're still gonna watch it. Um you know, there's certain things that you know. It's a, it's more of a, of a di- agree to disagree. You know, with with situations like this, and that's the that's the reason why, bro. That's the reason why we started this podcast because yes, we don't always agree with things when it comes to sports. Um, yeah, we may agree with like certain aspects, like how I said, like, oh yeah, you know the, you know that he's willing to try. He's up for challenges. You know, he's willing to do new things. Well, yeah, I agree with that 100. But for the reasoning of why I think he got signed is something that we don't agree with. But that doesn't yep. that doesn't define you know like that we don't that it was a that you know that you're right and I'm wrong you know yeah man uh for sure no I agree 100 percent um you know always here at the Keep It Sports podcast we keep it at 100 uh but moving forward I want to transition over to the NBA um Russell Westbrook congratulations to Russell Westbrook he breaks Oscar Brody. Robertson's record as yes Wiz- sir as the, uh, in the Wizards. Uh, 182 triple doubles. My goodness. Wow. Yeah, man. That's a lot of freaking triple doubles. That, but, that is a lot. 
obviously we gotta we gotta get congratulations for where congratulations is, is is due. But I want to talk a little bit about this. Yeah, he won the triple double. But I want to ask you a question. Do you think Russell Westbrook is ever going to be named as one of the greatest in the NBA? <clears throat> Even though he holds the triple-double crown? I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. But yes, he is. Um, Russell Westbrook, despite him never winning, but one thing you can never say is that any former teammate of his, even Kevin Durant, has never said bad things about him being a teammate. Um, Nobody's he, talking he, about him being a teammate. I'm just no, no, no. Way. I know that. I know that. But he has never won, right? So that really doesn't matter. That's more of a personal accolade. Um, he's never really won. I don't really see anyone probably passing him anytime soon. I mean, oh, granted... No. Look what happened with, with Oscar Robinson. Look how long it took. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there might be a diamond in the rough 30, 40 years from now, though, right? So it may, he may, another person may at some point, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. So it's a personal accolade to me. He's never won. Um, he's been to the finals once. Um, after, after, you know, after his tenure with Oklahoma, one year in, what, one year or was it a year and a half? Uh, he was one season. One, with, with one season with one season with Houston, and then now he's with Washington. Washington started off super rough, super ugly, and they got it together, man. Um, it's kind of nice to see too, because with a team like Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal together, you see that on on paper, and you're just like, yo, what the fuck? Like that team should at least be somewhat fighting for an eighth seed. And the the rest of the team after that, when you look at the rest of that roster, it's kind of just mediocre. And between both of them, you know they. And it starts with Russell Westbrook, to be honest with you, because without Russell Westbrook there, they would have not been where they're at. Because if they couldn't get there with John Wall playing with Bradley Beal towards the end of their time together, even though I know Russell uh, John Wall was hurt, but if they couldn't do that then, what makes you think that that what makes you think they would have done it without Russell Westbrook and just depending on Bradley Beal? Um, I know I spoke a lot of crap in the beginning of the season when they were playing very ugly, and now look, um, so. I still think when it comes more of him being considered one of the best or one of the greats, I mean, you got to throw him in there, man. I mean, there, we have never seen a guy like him. Never. We've never seen a type of point guard like him ever. And that's the reason why I feel like he will. Um, of course, he's going to get overlooked in a lot of conversations because um, you still got guys that you'd put before him. But, uh, but yeah, I still think that he, you, you got to bring him up. You have to. Let me ask you a question. Did you ever put Oscar Robertson as one of the great of one of the greatest? No. So why would you put Russell Westbrook? Oscar Robertson at least won a championship. You're right, but I put Russell Westbrook because I because Oscar Robertson's type of game style was seen after that. Russell Westbrook, when he came on the scene, no one was playing nothing remotely close to like him. And even now. No right, one's let me playing check. close to him. The let only one, the only player that I could see somewhat playing a little, and I'm I'm talking about by a hair, like you know what I'm saying by like barely playing like him. That I see signs is John Morant, and with that John Morant to me doesn't have the 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 vision, and he doesn't have the the like the aggressiveness that Russell Westbrook has. And John Moran has a lot of aggressiveness when he drives into the when he drives into the um the paint and when he plays defense. 
but it's not nothing close to Russell Westbrook. He's a different type of breed. So All right, let, let me tell you what I believe. Okay, I like Russell Westbrook. I've always been a fan of Russell Westbrook. When the all OKC days, him and Russell Westbrook and James Harden, I like that team. And I've always been, like I said, I've always backed up Russell Westbrook. But I, as long as as long as he doesn't have a championship in his resume, I would not be able to put him in my top, in my top anything. You know, yeah, he 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 won most triple doubles, but what is that going to get you? Yeah, okay, you're a great player, but you're not the you're not one of the greatest. Okay, there's a difference between great and being talked as one of the greatest. Let's look for example yesterday's game. The Hawks, I mean the Wizards, fall to the Hawks, one twenty five to one twenty four. Russell Westbrook breaks the record. But guess what? I don't know if you noticed. Who missed the game-winning shot? <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. And that is the story of his life. Yeah, he wakes triple doubles. He's a stat patter. He he, pat, he he gets, you know, he gets stats. But when it comes to clutch time and you need a bucket to win the game, he's never been there. Never. Never. And he's never been a winner. And because he's never been a winner, he's never going to be in the top. Like I said, that could change. I don't see the Wizards winning this year, but that could change. You never know. Yeah. I mean, granted, I don't, I mean, they would have to do some major crazy moves this offseason if they want to even try to compete for but a as championship of right now, next year. As of, as of right now, as of right now, I wouldn't put it in my top. Oscar Robertson held the, held the record for years and years and years. Won a championship with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He was never mentioned as one of the greatest. He was great, but we're not one of the greatest. And I just see Russell Westbrook in the same category. If anything, I'm gonna put him a, a, a notch a, a little bit under Oscar Robertson for the fact that he doesn't have a championship in his resume. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, but I will say this about Russell Westbrook, though, for sure, is that he's probably the most underappreciated player of all time. I can I can agree with that. I can. Agree you know with what I'm that. saying? He, he for sure is because no matter what we haven't seen we haven't seen his type of uh we haven't seen this type of gameplay like I said earlier we haven't seen that type of you know that type of player in anyone before before him during his like you know his his time and even after I don't really see anybody acting like you know being remotely close to him so I mean regardless of not big big congratulations to to Russell Westbrook I mean one hell of a uh, one hell of a, an accolade um. And yeah, man. I mean, shit. Best of luck to the Wizards. For sure, for sure. But keeping it Wizards, though. Just real quick, Bradley Beal and Kent Bazemore have a little feud going on, and it all started with Kent Bazemore opening up his mouth. Okay. Um. He he says something along the lines in a press conference, saying, "I don't have it right in front of me. I should have." But he says something along the lines like. You know, you got guys scoring 49 points and blase, blase amount of minutes, and you got guys, whatever, whatever, um, only playing 29 minutes with hamstrings and stuff and want to be, I don't know, some shit like that. Bradley Beal didn't take that very lightly. Okay. Bradley Beal shot, uh, you know, fired back with some comments and even went on ESPN's first take this morning and had some things to say to him. So, you know, I'll go ahead, and they actually went. Well, they didn't actually go back, uh, back and forth. But um, Bradley Beal said on first take, for me to injure my hamstring and then you kind of make a joke about it, I don't take too fondly. I don't take that too fondly. Just keep your situation over there. Don't make fun of something that's not funny. You know, um, 
I saw the interview, you know, he was talking about he takes pride in his body, you know, because the first couple of years that he came into the league, a lot of, you know, uh, reporters and people within the NBA community were saying he's an injury prone guy. And, you know, ever since that, he's been pretty much healthy since then. And he's changed as a player, became a great player ever since then. And, you know, he takes pride in his body and he, he takes that very personal, clearly. So he said, just keep it hoops. Don't bring my injury into it. And then he also went and attacked him on Twitter and said, I don't do subliminals. You don't know me or shit about me, bro. You don't know why I go why I go out there and play and it damn sure ain't for another man's approval. You a straight lame, but it don't surprise me coming from you. That's what that's what your type do. And then he replied to him again. It's funny you say that because your man's admittedly checked my numbers before the game, but I'm chasing. Shut your ass up. And then he replied again with another Jif with a clown. And then somebody replied to Bradley Beal, some fan, someone on Twitter, said, dude, in the game, he don't even know about this. And then Bradley Beal replied to him saying, he's going to find out because I know to use that at button. And then he added uh, Kim Bazemore. Then Kim Bazemore went on and said, I guess you can't take a joke anymore. So it seems like Kim Bazemore went back and doubled, you know, he doubled back on the type of comments that he said. Um saying that you can't take a joke anymore, but he says his loyalty stands with SC30. Look, I get that you, I get your loyalty stands with your teammate. Of course, goes without saying. Plus, you guys been teammates before. But why do you really, you, let's be honest, bro. Ken, Bays, Ken Bazemore ain't nobody in this league. You know? Listen, Ken, I, I, Ken Bazemore think... is no one in this league. You cannot sit here and be talking trash on a player that actually means something to that team. Without Bradley Beal and the Wizards, again, I don't see Russell Westbrook passing Oscar Robinson, just 180, uh, you know, getting 182 triple doubles. I don't see them even making the playing tournament without Bradley Beal. Ken Bazemore, the Warriors could could live without Ken Bazemore. Any team could live without Ken Bazemore. So for you to talk, just because your loyalty stands with your with your teammate, who's basically in in, in the race against Bradley Beal for the scoring title, you shouldn't talk that type of shit though. Especially start bringing up the fact about being injured and all that. That to me shows that that guy literally like is he doesn't know he doesn't know codes he doesn't know morals and now that's why he's doubling back in his in his comments because now Bradley Beal actually called him out in his shit on Twitter see, and on public TV. I, I see it the other way. Um, and again, like you said, we always we don't always see eye to eye. I, I, Bradley Beal again, he's a, a great player. Baseball ain't nobody. You're right. Baseball ain't nobody. But I feel like this league has gotten way too soft, man. Sometimes you need to to just speak your mind and just say, like, just trash talk. Like, who gives a shit, bro? Back in the 80s, back in the 90s, this shit was nothing. Now everybody's making it a big deal. Now everybody's like, oh, he talked about his injury. Like, no, but the diff- I who agree cares? with you. Back I agree then, with you 100%. Back then, that shit was nothing. That's, you would have you read it. You would have seen it and moved on. Maybe You're right. I agree back. with you. That's it. I agree with you, but the difference is, is that back then when someone had something to say, they meant it with, with, with like with some type of intent. They did it Everything because they so want to start beef now. and they want to do all that stuff. And then now Ken Bazemore saying, oh, I was just joking. No, don't. If you, if, I mean, I agree with you 100%. You know me. It I'm was a joke. Old... It was a joke. Bradley Beal didn't get, didn't receive it the right way. So he got No, to but that's what I'm saying. But we don't, we, we, we know that it's a joke, quote unquote, now. 
because he said it. He said it after the fact that Bradley Beal came at him on Twitter, went at him on, on first take. That's after when he said that it was a joke, that, oh, no one could take a joke anymore. But if if Bradley Beal would have never done that and then say, obviously, I mean, they wouldn't they wouldn't face each other again this season. But say if they would have done, if they would have faced off, that was early on the season, and they would have faced off again, then that's where I'm with you on the fact that, okay, the, the league is soft nowadays and whatever. Like, let them play. Let them talk shit or whatever. But back in the day, the other player wouldn't even say anything. The other player would just be like, all right, bet. Wait. Like, in their head, they're like, all right, bet. Wait till next time I, I, we play them. I'm going to knock the shit out of this guy. And then they'll start swinging on the court. You know me. I'm, I'm all for that. Or, like, you know, just that, that, that intensity, that, that, that chippiness. I'm with all that shit because that's what I grew up watching. You know what I'm saying? So I'm with you on that. But. If I you're gonna talk like, shit, if you're gonna talk shit, talk shit. Keep talking shit, then keep it going. It doesn't matter. Like you both are in the news. playing tournament. You both are in the playing like, tournament. I just feel like this isn't news. I feel like baseball just made a comment, you know, and, and he's like pretty much backing up Stephen Curry, saying Stephen Curry's the best scorer. You know, even at the age, he's still the best scorer. And Bradley Beal is always gonna be under Stephen Curry. I mean, shit. I mean, you, then you could, you, then Ken Bazemore is going to sit here and waste, waste a whole day writing a list of guys that's under seven curry. Look, I mean, shit. No, duh. Oh, I mean, that's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we're, we're just not, we're going to speak. Right, facts, but we're right? just, like, we're, I know, but we're just talking about Bradley Beal because Bradley Beal is in the running to actually be close to Stephen Curry and scoring. Right. Yeah. I know. So but, that's why he was throwing a job at him. But either way, man, I don't think, I don't think this is a big deal. I feel like, you know, Bradley Beal, just do your thing. Baseball, do your thing. Let's move on. Let's play some basketball. Curry's better than Bradley Beal. There's no question about it. It's yeah, but I mean, it's not about who's better and who's not. But because you could put either or on any team, and they're not the number one option. You or you know, you could you could anybody could desperately use Bradley Beal's services. No one, no one's gonna want Kent Bazemore's services. Anybody could definitely use Stephen Curry's. But to me, no matter what, Bradley Beal's gonna go like Bradley Beal's gonna go down as you know. He's gonna be top notch when he when he Let when me he ask finishes. you a question, bro. Let me ask you a question. So we're talking about the we're talking about Curry and we're talking about the uh, Bradley Beal. If you put Curry in the Wizards, he's the number one option, right? Right. If you if you keep Curry in the Warriors, he's the number one option, right? Well, yeah, he's your he's your number one option even, as long as he's on the even team. when everybody's healthy. No, yeah, yeah. All right, you put Bradley Beal in the Warriors. With Clay Thompson healthy, who's better? If you put Bradley Beal and Clay Thompson without without Curry on that team, with, with no injuries, with no, no Curry, Curry on that team, right? You, you, let's say you swap Curry and Bradley Beal, and who's then you better? put Bradley uh, Beal, and, Bradley and then Beal, so Clay healthy, healthy. Who's better? Healthy, Clay Thompson healthy. Or Bradley Beal, healthy. Man, I'm, I'm taking Bradley Beal, bro. Wow. No yeah. way, bro. People yeah. forget how nasty Clay Thompson no, was. No, 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 no. I haven't forgot, but Bradley Beal, Bradley Clay Beal Thompson does it all, bro. Bradley Clay Beal Thompson does it all. So is Bradley Beal. No, what? Bradley Beal plays great defense. What are you talking about? He's decent. He's not great. Clay Thompson he, is elite. Yo, yo, okay, but regardless of the fact, but Bradley Beal still brings more offensively because he's not just a shooter. He drives it in. He draws the fouls. He's not afraid to be a slasher. He's not afraid to be a finisher. And Clay, Thompson Clay Thompson's is? primary primary like mindset when it's when it's with offense is pop up shots, catch and shoot, or dribble pull ups. That's it. Yes, he drives it in every now and again, but he is Clay not. Clay Thompson known for is that. a scorer. Period. 
okay, but he's a shooter. And there's nights that he's off. And when Bradley Beal knows that his shot's not going in, at least he has an, at least he knows and he's better than Klay Thompson driving oh, it in know. and finishing out the rim. Bro, Bradley Beal's way more acrobatic than than Klay Thompson is. That's why he finishes so much better on the rim around him. No what? Way. Come on, bro. I would not, bro, I, I bro, would Clay, not Thompson, Clay Thompson has never been in the running for a scoring title, bro. Bradley Clay Thompson's always it. been with Stephen Curry. Bradley Beal never had. This is the first year that Curry actually has somebody that can compete with him. Because John Wall was hurt. When John Wall was healthy, he wasn't on Bradley Beal. Say what? Say it again. When Bradley Beal got good, John Wall was already starting to get hurt. Okay. So well, I mean, what does that have to do with the fact that what does that have to do with the fact that this is the this is the like that Clay Thompson never that he's never was had running. competition as a as a player that can compete with him in the team. Bradley Beal's always been the number one because he's never had somebody that can compete with him until this year. Bro, if, if Clay Thompson, Thompson, Thompson really wanted to sit here, and, and I'm assuming that you'd agree with me with this, but if Clay Thompson really wanted to sit here and try to make a run for that scoring title, I'm sure that he can. So why hasn't he? Because he doesn't want to. He knows it's not that he doesn't want to. It's because he, he's never going to no, be able no. to reach that pinnacle, bro. He's never going to be. He's a great Clay player. Don't Thompson, get me wrong. Clay Thompson, does, Clay Thompson did things the right way. He doesn't care about personal accolades. He don't. He, he don't. But neither. Chips. Okay. He's, that's all I he cares that. about. Okay. I get. Okay. But then at that point, you're stating something that's like that. You're stating something that Bradley Beal. It's like you're you're bringing up something that's like it's the obvious. That's something that you know is gonna give Clay Thompson the upper up in that conversation. With when there's no competition when it comes to like championships. No shit. Clay Thompson is fighting for championships. He already won what three. Bradley Beal hasn't won nothing. Yeah, we get that. But if you move championships aside, we're talking about in the sense of who's gonna like lead the team in scoring and who's a better scorer and all that shit. Who would you rather have? The I only think Clay Thompson. Have Clay I, Thompson is only because what? Because he won three championships? No, 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 that's not the reason. That's not the reason why. No, I I'm just Clay, saying. I think if Clay Thompson had his own team, Clay Thompson would be better than Bradley Beal, in the wow. sense of of stat wise. Yes. Nah, nah. Yes. I don't yes. see that happening. No. Yes. He'll be a great look. I'll tell you this. I would trade half, yo, trade half the Magic team, and I'll take Clay Thompson, and I won't even argue I would with that. Trade the I, whole I would team fuck, for for Clay Thompson to start all over again. I'll go streaking if that would happen. But I'd do the same thing if we did that to Bradley, if we got Bradley Beal. So of course, I wouldn't care. Or, and the benefit of Bradley Beal, that's an all-star. the the benefit, superstar. Bradley Beal is a superstar, and so is Clay Thompson. Bradley Beal. The benefit of his favor is that he's still younger than Clay Thompson. I don't know about how I much, but I'm pretty it, sure it's by it's by at least. I would put him as a borderline. I would put him as a borderline superstar. I wouldn't oh, put him nah. as a superstar. This year, he's this year he level. solidified that shit. This year he I solidified that shit, and he's only going to continue to get better. I put him in that same level as Devin Booker. That's what. I Ooh, wow. So you're basically saying that he's Devin Booker esque, basically. Who? Uh, Bradley Beal? Yeah. I I think I think I think Bradley Beal is is. A year or two ahead of Devin Booker, yeah, but he's on. De- I would put him in Devin Booker's level. Wow, nah, yeah. I don't. I I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't agree with that. <laughs> I can't. I can't. But we either which way, disagree. regardless or not, we went off track. But good, good debate though. I like that. That was really good. But I, ah, man, you can't believe you really just said you put Bradley. Wow, no way. Yeah. I like me some yeah. Devin Booker. I look all those three: Thompson, Devin Booker, and Bradley. Like I love all of them. I would take any one of them in a heartbeat. I would trade yo the whole team for any of those guys. But I don't agree with what you said. Um, moving on. But, hey, man, playoffs are around the corner. NBA playoffs are around the corner. Um, the playoff picture seems to be 
set um, with the top, what, six teams? Yes, sir. And, both conferences. Yep, on both conferences. And with the play-in tournament, it's already set as well. So let's go through it really quickly. So we're going to start with the West. At the For the number one spot, you got the Utah Jazz. The number two spot, you got Phoenix. Number three, you got the Clippers. Four, Denver. Five, the Mavericks. And at six, you got the Portland Trailblazers. They survived the play-in tournament to not, not be in it. Okay? They are – and then with the seventh seed, the Lakers fell. So now the Lakers are going to be playing the Warriors, the number eight seed. And then the Grizzlies at number nine are going to be facing the San Antonio Spurs at number 10. So that's with the West. Do you want to do the honors to mention about the East? Yes, sir. So, number one, you got the Philadelphia 76ers. At number two, you got the Brooklyn Nets. At number three, you got the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, number four, you got Saul's New York Knicks. <laughs> At number five, you got the Atlanta Hawks. At number six, you got Miami. That's a big surprise. They, 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 yeah. they dodged the bullet there. Yeah. And, at number seven, you got the Boston Celtics who will be playing in the tournament, playing tournament versus the eight-seed Charlotte Hornets. That's going to be At fun. At the number nine seed, you got the Indiana Pacers, and they will be playing the 10th seed, which is the Washington Wizards. So speaking about the playing tournament, um, we've mentioned it in the past. The clip, uh, let's start with the West. You got the Warriors and the Lakers, seventh and the eighth seed. The winner will solidify the seventh seed. Who do you have winning that game? I'm sorry. What were you saying? Which which conference? Uh, the the West. Warriors, Warriors, and Lakers. Between that, between that game, who do you have winning the seventh seed? Honestly, I got. I, I honestly, it's it is gonna even shock you. I got the Warriors winning that one. Yes, I got the Warriors winning that one only due to the fact that we still haven't seen a healthy LeBron with a healthy AD and that whole team meshing together. They've gotten new pieces. Um, you know, they, they don't look nothing near the same that they did last year. Even though the, the way they play out on the court, they don't look the same. Right. And I'm sure you could agree with me on that. So I, I got the Warriors winning that because the Warriors seem red hot still. Steph Curry's fucking red hot. Um, we all know how Draymond Green turns into come playoff time. Um, man, it, it, this would have been a different conversation. This, the, the Lakers would have not even been playing the Warriors if Clay Thompson was playing. So, um, hopefully we could see, you know, Kelly Oubre, I don't even know if he's he's still hurt, isn't he? No, he's playing. Oh, he's no, playing? No, okay. no, no, he, no, no, he, he was. I mean, I didn't see him play yesterday. Okay, well, regardless, you but know, I think he's gonna be back. I mean, I, hopefully, we could see Clay, uh, Kelly, Kelly Oubre, you know, perform at least to what he can, what he can potentially do. Um, so he could, you know, they could just make the make the Lakers actually fear for their, you know, their their possibility of uh, playing in the playoffs. So I got the Warriors. Uh, so um, locking in that seventh. And I agree with you one hundred percent, Stephen Curry. Oh, I know that. I didn't. Gonna, I didn't. I, that's why I didn't. Stephen Curry is gonna come out. He gonna do his thing. You already know. <laughs> uh, you can hate all you want, man, but Stephen Curry. <laughs> Stephen Curry is the best point guard in the league. Hey, bro. Healthy LeBron. That that you already know. Healthy LeBron and healthy AD all season. That that team would have destroyed the Warriors, bro. Uh not with not with healthy not with healthy Clay Thompson. Okay, but the difference is LeBron's gonna be ready for that game, though. That's the only thing. Klay Thompson, yeah. though, it we all know he was already out. So no, no, I, I know, I, I, I get that. I'm just saying, like a healthy Warriors team to a healthy Lakers team, that might be a conference 
championship. Game. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. But, but yo, yo moving, I want... moving on, moving on. You got the Lakers losing. So that means they will take on the winner of the Grizzlies versus the Spurs. Uh, who do you who do, who do you have in that game? Uh, I got I, honestly, I got the Grizzlies winning that one. Grizzlies and the Spurs. Yeah, man, I just don't see the Spurs beating the Grizzlies, man. Nah. I think now that they got Jaron Jackson, they got Valencia units, all their bigs are starting to get healthy. Uh, Brandon Clark has been balling. Uh, uh, you got Slow Mo over here, freaking Kyle Anderson. Been balling um, as well all season long. And, yep. And John his role, doing what he got to do. Yeah, man, I agree with you. I got the Grizzlies winning that one. So, finally, you got the Grizzlies going against the Lakers for that eighth seed. So, Don't even ask me that. Don't even ask me. You already know. <laughs> Yeah, no, Lakers are going to win it. Yeah. So, for, so at the end of the day, it's going to be Warriors 7th, Lakers 8th. That's what you got? Yep. All right, perfect. I agree with you 100% on that one. There's no argument from my side. And that's definitely going to be a fun matchup. I'm going to tell you right now, that num- if, the, if the Warriors do beat the Lakers and they end up locking in that 7th seed, that Phoenix Suns-Warriors matchup is going to be a one hell of a first round. That's going to be a fast-ass game. Round. That's going to be a freaking running back and forth all day. And, and, and all, in all reality, too, in all reality, too, it's going to be fun if the Lakers do, like, if everything pans out the way we're, we're saying, like, with our, you know, guesses, and the Lakers turn out to go to the A seed and they face the Jazz at the number one in that first round, that's going to, that's really going to determine and put a big test for the Jazz because if they could, if they beat the Lakers first round, I don't see nobody in the in, in the West passing them. I see the Jazz going all the way to the conference. Let me ask you a question. I mean, not a question, but wouldn't that suck that the Jazz finished first all season? And they're the, the team that they have to play in the playoffs, the Lakers. No, that's because that's going to be a test for them. That's going to be a test for them. Like, no, show us what saying, you that's, really got. Bu- that's some bullshit for, for, for the Jazz fans. I mean, the fact that you finish one all season and you're 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 su- the team, your 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 surprise is the Lakers, like that's your present. That's how you guys are playing the playoffs in the first round. Honestly, if I'm, a, if I'm a if I'm a Utah fan, if I'm a Utah Jazz fan, that's what I want. That's what I want. I have confidence in my team. Shit, I'm not even a fan of theirs. I mean, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Donovan Mitchell. I'm a fan of Rudy Gobert. Donovan Mitchell is get back no, 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 and no, 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 I'll take that back. I'm a fan of the Jazz. I'm a fan of the Jazz. I, I root for him, right? I root for him. But if I like, if I'm them, I'm excited, bro. I want them. I, I give me them. Give me the Lakers. Give me the Lakers. Give me uh, the Lakers in seven games. I, I like that's what you want as as a Utah Jazz player, coach, ownership, fan, all that good stuff. But yeah, yo, moving on to the we're East. Gonna talk- we're going to talk about the rest of the playoffs in the upcoming weeks. But, oh, yeah, yeah like you sure. said, I, I want to move on to the East. So, in the East, you have the seventh seed Boston Celtics playing against the number eight seed Charlotte Hornets. Yes, sir. Um, that's going to be fun. That game That game is going to be fun. Um, we're going to have Kemba facing his old team. We're going to have Charlotte Hornets playing. I got to have Charlotte Hornets winning that game. You know what? I, 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 I want to agree with you. I want to agree with you, but I, I have a feeling that the Celtics are going to win that game. I have a feeling the Celtics are going to win that game. And with no Jalen Brown. Huh? With no Jalen Brown. Oh, yeah, bro. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Um, I feel like Kemba will probably actually have a decent game. I don't think he's going to go off, but I just think Jason Tatum is going to do all that he can to to win that game. And But they're going to – they're. I mean, I don't know – I. I and then when they, if they play Brooklyn, I don't. That can go either which way. I mean, that team clearly we, there's no sign of James Harden coming back. Even reports after like a few weeks ago said that he's hoping that he might come back before playoffs. That doesn't seem. I mean, playoffs. So maybe he could play in this playing tournament. I mean, no, no, no. Hold on, I'm confusing myself. 
No, no, no. Yeah, so I, that could, they can go either which way because we don't even know if James Harden's going to play. We don't know how KD's, KD and J, um, Kyrie Irving are going to perform together in the playoffs. We don't know how the rest of that team is going to perform in the playoffs. So you never know. The Celtics might surprise people and at least beat Brooklyn without Jalen Brown. I don't see it You're happening, crazy. but you never You're know. Crazy. You're you crazy. never know. I, I got Hornets winning that one, and they're going to play the, the Nets. Uh, I got the Celtics losing that game. And they're going to place the winner of the Pacers and the Wizards. Who do you have winning that one? Oh, man. Honestly, I got uh, I got, I got, got the Wizards winning that one. And I got the Pacers. Oh, well. So we agree 100% with the West, so we disagree with the East. I got the Pacers beating the Wizards, and I got the Pacers beating the Celtics. Yes, sir. Whoa. Yes, sir. Whoa. I got them taking the AC, bro. I think Harris LeVert is finding his groove. Uh, you get Bre- uh, Brogdon. You get you get uh, Sabonis, Turner. I feel like I feel like they have a real shot to win this this uh, playing tournament, man. But they, I'll tell you this: they're, they're gonna get fucking destroyed by Philly if that's oh, no, the case. I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking playoffs, you know. Playoffs no, I know. I'm just destroyed. saying. I'm just I'm saying. saying playing but... tournament. I think they could be the Wizards, and I think they could beat uh, Boston. Who I have? Well, so then the for then so then I guess with my with my uh, prediction, mine would be. The Hornets playing against the Wizards, and shockingly enough, I actually got the Hornets upsetting the Wizards. Well, I want to be an upset. The the Hornets are the AC right now, and the Wizards. Are the same, well, so. good point, good point. But I mean, with the with the team of vets like Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, you think that they would, you know, beat a young team like the like the Hornets? So that's that's the reason why I say that. But yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. But yeah, I mean, I got I got the Hornets beating them regardless. So I got the Hornets ending up at the eight seed, and I got the Celtics end up. Being in the seventh seed, so basically the actual seventh and eighth seed, that's exactly how I would have had it if there was no playing tournament. Okay, all yep. right. I mean, so I mean, my question totally to you off, though totally is, off in that one, but yeah, yeah. But my question to you is this: Who to you, who do you think is going to be your dark horse coming out in the first round? Uh, you know, once it's all settled. No, just based off like whoever is already from one to six on each conference. Who is your biggest shocker? Like, co- like not from each conference, just one in general. One in general. That's tough, man. Um, uh, I'm going to say. I mean, it's not really an upset. It's a fifth seed, but I, I would have to say, I would have to say the Hawks. Wow, really? I want to say the Hawks. I think the Hawks are going to be New York. And really? Give, yeah, and I think they're going to give New York a uh, – uh, 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 I, think, I think they'll go six games. Wow. Yeah. Huh. I think that they have a complete team, bro. They have a complete it's... team. Hmm. Wow. Yeah? Well. What's yours? I'm moving on to the West. I got the Portland Trailblazers beating the Clippers first round. That series is gonna go seven, and I got him. I got him winning. I I don't see that happening, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. The Portland, they're no for they're no for doing that. They're no for being under the fifth seed, making the playoffs, and then first round always upsetting their opponent. And to be honest with you, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be honest with you, if they win that, obviously they're gonna face whoever wins against the second or uh, like the the Phoenix the Phoenix um, team that's second and whoever makes it in the seventh seed. And I got them beating whoever wins that series too. So you got to go into the conference championship. I got them going to the conference championship. 
I think with the addition of Norman Powell is a huge help. You got a guy who's been to the playoffs so many years that's been to the conference champ. It's been to the conference finals. He's been to the finals. You know, he's just a vet. He's been in the league for a while already now. So, and he's, a, and you already know that the way he's been playing and the way out, they all been meshing together, you know, with, with Robert Covington, uh, you know, Ennis Kanter has been playing excellent basketball at the five forum. Um, Carmelo Anthony has been playing great as well. CJ McCollum's back. Dame is playing, you know, Dame type of basketball. I just feel like they're, they're on one. And don't get me wrong. No matter what happens to them this season, they're clearly not going to go to the finals, but I, no matter what happens, I still see them firing Terry Scott. Um, Terry, Terry Stott, sorry. Um, but I see them going to the conference finals for sure. Right. I mean, I don't yeah. see the, I don't see them going that far. I, I, I can see them beating the Clippers. It wouldn't be a surprise to me. Um, I, I got the Clippers beating, winning that round, but if they beat them, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too surprised. Now beating the Suns, that would be surprising. Yeah, hey man. I mean, I, again, the only reason why the Suns will give any team a competition is only because of the veteran leadership that Chris Paul brings. The, the the Phoenix Suns are going to go as far as Chris Paul takes them. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's every time. That's every team that Chris Paul's in. Eh, good point. But um, yeah, man. So that's up with the play-in. So that starts May 18th through the 21st. 21st. I don't know why I said it like that. So that starts next week. So I don't know when we're going to record the podcast next week. So I don't know if it'll be a day after the play-in or a day before. So we'll we'll see what we work with with that. Um, but let's move on. If you caught us earlier talking about the Celtics, obviously, if you haven't heard the news already, devastating news for him, huge blow. Um, Jalen Brown will miss the remainder of the year due to um, a ligament that he tore in his wrist. So he's out and shut down for the rest of the year. Um, I haven't read too much about it in the sense of I don't know if he'll be ready by training camp next year. I mean, shit, no one knows when training camp is going to be. So he is... um, he for sure is going to be missed on that team. Um, you know, prayers out to Jalen Brown. Best of luck to the Celtics with yeah, to man. just starting in the play in regardless. You don't like, and, you don't like, you don't like to see injuries in the, uh, out of, from anybody, even if you don't no. like the player, even if you're not a fan injuries, is, you, you don't like to see that. No. And then it's the top of the law. It's like, you don't want no excuses. You know, um, as a fan, as a player on that team that you're playing in, um, as a coach, you don't want no excuses. Um, and it sucks, too, because and, it, and it's crazy because, if, if you know, it, for the listener, if you guys tuned in to last week's episode towards the end of it, you know, me, Juan and Saul were talking about the Celtics and, you know, their whole scenario that they got going on over there. How, you know, they've always just ever since the whole Kyrie Irving situation, they've just been they've been lost. They you know, they, they seem like to that they're trying to find something that they're reaching for and. They end up like, you know, it's like putting your hand in a cookie jar and then you get bit by a spider in that cookie jar. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just don't add the right pieces to take them to where they should go. Um, and this goes back to what we what we talked about. Is it time that the Celtics move on from either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? The majority of all of us agree that Jason Tatum is the franchise of that team. So sure. it's obvious that Jalen Brown's the odd man out. I say that it's best that they it mutually... For both, it's best that they move on from each other now while it's still early before it gets too late, before you get a disgruntled Jason Tatum. You know what I'm saying? Before you get a disgruntled, you know, other player on that team that completes them. Um, and also before before you make other key free agents down the line or anything like that, not wanting to go to Boston anymore. 
You know, when people back in the day thought about Boston, like, shit, I want to go to a team that's historical like that. Now, people, there's some people that don't even want to go over there. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, I still think that it's time that the, that the Celtics move on from Jalen Brown, bro. I think it's, it'll be best for both of them. I think that whichever team Jalen Brown would get traded to, I feel like that's going to take him to new heights. And it's just going to go ahead and it's going to show he's going to he's going to come out and do stuff that we haven't seen before. Like I have I feel like there's still so much of, Jay, of Jalen Brown that we haven't seen yet. And it's because of the team that's that, the situation that he's stuck in, in my opinion. All right, so I got two things to say. The first thing in regards to Jalen Brown, it's, it's a tough decision that they're going to have to make for sure. If I'm a GM, I I wouldn't want to be in that position because Jalen Brown is a player that could become a superstar in any other team, right? But you just don't know if it's going to work because, like we've, we've said in the past, they just don't make the players around them better. You need you need somebody that can come in, can distribute the basketball, be a, be a, be a team player, Team first player, not not try to not try to score points, but try to make everybody else around him better. Right, that's the right. first thing. The second thing, since we're talking about Jalen Brown, and you know, uh, obviously we're from Orlando, uh, yes, we sir. live in Orlando, uh, we rock the Orlando Magic, um, even though we're not doing good right now, but uh, we always represent. Um, I was actually, and, and I, I don't know who posted this, but I was looking at a Orlando Magic. Oh, sorry, in the NBA um, uh, Facebook group that I follow, right? And I noticed uh, they have mentioned um, a rumor, and I wanted to bring it by you, and I wanted to hear your thoughts about it. You're in Orlando Magic GM. The Boston Celtics offer, let's say for some reason, the, the lottery falls in our favor, the, the balls fall, and, and we get a top three pick, all right? To make it more exciting, we get a top two pick. You have the opportunity to get Kay Cunningham. You have the opportunity to get Jalen Suggs or Jalen Green. The Boston Celtics offer you Jalen Brown for your top two pick and either Wendell Carter Jr. or Mo Bamba. Do you do that trade or do you counter offer? I'm countering off. I'm counter offering it. All right. I'm the Boston Celtics. I decline it. Do you accept the original trade? Well, no. If anything, the magic will. The magic will. Um, if I'm the ma- if you ask me, if I was a magic, uh, the magic GM, right? So I counter offer it. All right, and I decline it. Uh, all right. So you asked me this in a text yesterday, and I said, you know what? Let me save. Let me let me save my answer for the podcast because I don't want you to like. You know, I just wanted to be a surprise. Okay. I'm pulling the trigger on that trade. And here's why. The reason why I'll make that trade is because in a way, somewhat, you're getting rid of when it comes to either Mo Bomb- So you said either Mo Bomber or Wendell, whichever one the Celtics would, would or whichever one I'll be willing right. to give up. I'm the Celtics. I'm the Celtics. I want Wendell Carter Jr. Do you do it? Okay. Yeah. Um, so again. Back to what I was saying. The reason why is because when it comes to Wendell Carter Jr. or Mobamba, we, yeah, we've seen consistent sparks of Wendell, but the problem with Wendell Carter Jr. is that he's never been fully healthy. He can't play a full season. Shit, sometimes even play half a full season. Mobamba, the only yeah, he's been hurt, but I think now with the 
you know, the once post the, the Vooch trade, he's shown what we've been wanting to see. There's times in the beginning of that, when that trade first happened, I think he was still a little discouraged due to the fact that they started, they, you know, they started going with, the, with starting Wendell Carter Jr. And now that Wendell hasn't really played much, and even when he was playing, Mo Bamba was coming off the bench and he was getting significant minutes. And he was making the most out of it. There's still things he has to work on, but the beauty of it is that he already knows what it is that he's not doing well, and you either improve it or you eliminate that from your game and you find something else to improve or add on to your game. Um, and to top it all off, you could always make a splash for another for another uh, center in free agency to either back up or to start if worse comes to worse. And in my opinion, in this day in, in this day and age in the NBA, you can't have two young guys that are like still trying to find themselves in the league and within their position and them being your only starter and your backup in that position. You need one that's either one or the other, or you need a vet or an established center in this league. You know what I mean? Um, and so when it comes to Jalen Brown, the reason why I would do it is because at this point, all right, look, you got Markel Fultz already at the one. There's no secret that he's going to when whenever he returns, he's our starting point guard. Okay. Okay. If we get the, you said if we get the number, like you said if we get top two, right? Let's make it easy on you. Let's make it easy on you. We get the number one pick. We have the opportunity to get K Cunningham. Yeah, bro. No, I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm still pulling that trade, bro. Regardless, that's what I'm saying. Regardless, I, regardless, top two, top three, either if it's just number one, I'm doing that trade. And the reason, and again, the reason why I'm doing it is because you're getting a, you're getting an all star, who has so much potential to be your superstar. He's still young, luckily enough. And all he's going to do is just bring playoff experience to a young team that the majority of them don't eat, has not even been there yet. You know what I'm saying? And he will fit so beautifully with Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac. Because in all reality, okay, shout out to our guys in the, uh, in, um, the Orlando Magic HQ. They, they had um, mentioned something I saw on their Instagram post and in, within their last podcast saying something along the lines like, Who's gonna Who's gonna have a like? If you had to choose either or between Cole Anthony or RJ Hampton, but I put I, I commented on that and said they're both they both have potential to be good players in this league, right? But I don't within the Magic I don't see neither of those being starters because if we get a top two pick or even the first pick, whoever we get is going to be our starting two. Uh, who said Who said if we get the number one pick, K Cunningham's gonna be our starting two? He could be our starting three, but I don't. I, I don't see that happening though. I don't. I don't see. I don't see Markel Folds, R.J. Hampton, and Cade Cunningham or Jonathan Isaac. It, it won't be. It won't be R.J. Hampton. It will be Markel Folds, Cole Anthony, or even Cole Anthony. I don't see. I don't see that. Li- you think you really think that lineup is going to be more intriguing and more worrisome to other teams that we face versus a starting lineup of a potential. Markel Fultz, Jalen Brown, whoever we got at the three, Jonathan Isaac, and either Wendell Carter Jr. or Mo Bamba. Like, are you serious? I mean, it's tough because I haven't seen Kay Cunningham play in the NBA yet. But if he can Even play the is, same bro, no matter what, he's still going to take his time. He's still going to take his time. What's he going to do? Play... If we get Kay Cunningham, Kay Cunningham, what is he going to do? Is he going to be at most close to listen, what Anthony, Anthony Edwards Cunningham, The difference between Kay Cunningham Aside from the fact that they're both scores, Kate Cunningham is a triple-double threat. 
Jalen Green doesn't do much aside from scoring. Wait, you said that Kate Cunningham oh, is Brown, a triple double. Uh, he's a triple double machine. He's he's a triple double threat. Kate Cunningham. Bro. And what? Wait, what? What do you mean a triple double? What do you mean by that? That he could play all three positions? No, no, no. That he can give you a triple double any night. He bro, can get you, you but that's in college, bro. That's in college. We've seen oh, it time and time again, bro. I get. But if he can transition that into the NBA, that's exactly the, who we need. Somebody exactly, but be- you see, but that's the problem. That's the problem with the majority of the Magic fans is that they're so stuck on the mediocrity of, oh, if if they can transition this to that, but we know what you could bring from. You know what you're gonna get from Jalen Brown. You know what but, you're gonna get. But from that's him. the thing, though. I don't want what Jalen Brown's gonna give me. Jalen Brown's but, gonna give me nothing. He won't make Marco Fultz better. He won't make Jonathan Isaac better. He won't make. But the, you don't the know that, better. Though, but you don't know. You don't know that though. But he's not it, doing it in Boston. That's that's another what if. What but if the he thing can, is, what he, he the reason why he's not, the reason why he's not doing it in Boston. The reason why he's not doing it in Boston is solely because of the fact that Jason Tatum is that guy, and they're both trying to be that guy, and they're both trying to sit here and act like as if they're no, 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 neither of us we're, we don't have egos. None of us want to be that guy. That's bullshit, bro. It's always like that in the NBA, bro. When everybody says no, that's not true. That's they're lying. That's all for publicity. There's always egos in the locker room, especially with young guys nowadays, bro. That that's why the team is stuck at where they're at. That is, if anything, that is the key reason why the Celtics can't get over that hump is because both of them are trying to be that guy. They're trying to find themselves, and they're both young. And then you try to bring in vets like Kemba Walker that's trying to explain to them, like, oh, you don't got to be like that. But no matter what, when one scores like 60 whatever points, 40 points, whatever, they think they're going to do it again, and they force shots. They do all that stuff. Bro, we've seen it already within, with, with the Celtics. We've seen it with those two. Jalen Brown, it's not about Jalen Brown making more of like that. Jalen Brown coming here, Jalen Brown coming here, let's just assume, right? Jalen Brown coming to Orlando, he's instantly our go-to. Instantly. Well, we don't have we don't have a go-to, so... But I'm saying if Jalen Brown were to make his way to Orlando, say if this trade went by, right? Say if it went through, if it happened, assumingly, I don't I don't see it happening. Nor I if we get Kate Cunningham, he'll be our go-to guy as well, so... Well, we I don't think so. I think right our go-to guy will be Jonathan Isaac. If at that K- point. No, if K, yes. if we yes. get the number, no, if we get the number one pick and we drop K Cunningham, K Cunningham will be our go-to guy from day one. I guarantee it. Uh, I will I guarantee know. it. I will is this a, is this a Charles Barkley guarantee? No, 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 no. I actually guarantee it. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't. I first of all. First of all, the the rumors are a little outlandish because I don't see this. I, honestly, I don't see, I don't see Jalen Brown. I don't see the Celtics doing Jalen Brown like that. I see them showing him respect enough that if they do decide on trading him, if they do decide on trading him, they'll ask for his input. But then again, we don't know because the Celtics are infamously known for not keeping their word. Look what they did to Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Look what they did to Isaiah Thomas. Look at all the shit that they 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 get involved with um in the in the during the trade deadlines. The no team GMs could trust Danny Ainge because he's never stands by his word. So I I don't know, but I would just I guess if like I guess because that's the type of mentality that I, like you know I'd have if I'm a GM like a guy that's like your building block currently. If you're gonna like go of him, if you're gonna trade him, you'd want to get his input of where he'd want to go because you want to make sure that you there's no you know you like you guys don't have no bad you know 
um, no bad remembrance, you know, no bad like juju amongst against uh, uh amongst each other. So that I mean, that's why I would I would at least ask for their opinion on you know where they'd want to go. So I don't know, man. I mean, I do the trade. I do the trade because then at that point we instantly become and to top it all off, Jalen Brown is a two way player. He plays great defense and he and he's found his own in, within the offense. Well, his so, defense, his his elite, uh, his defense, something I can't deny. He he's a great defender. That's why I'm saying, bro. We can't we can't assume we can't assume that whoever we draft is gonna come in and be an automatic great defender. We can't assume some, that no but, matter what but the rookies. But, but that's if we can get bro- somebody who's established in that sense. I'd rather that's the have thing, that. though. That's the thing, though. No, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Nobody guarantees that you're gonna be great in the NBA coming from college. I get that, but we don't need defense. We need somebody that can come in and just take over our offense. But what, can Jalen Brown be that guy? That's the beauty of it. Can Jalen Brown be that guy? He could possibly be that guy. I'm not saying he's not, but I just don't see him making the players around him better. And if you're gonna start with that as your number one guy, that's not a good start. Uh, I don't think I, it's not. It's it. I, you're right. It's. A, I don't think it's a bad start at all. I don't think it's a bad start. No, I said I don't think it's a good start. No, I, I'm telling you, I don't think that it's a bad start at all. All right. I mean, if, if we were to get Jalen Brown, it, like say, assuming that that little trade rumor, and mind you, it was from a Facebook no, NBA no, group no, like that said, you're in. This might be. This might be true. It might not be true. I, right, I, yeah. I don't believe it until it actually happens. But like I said. If if it were if it were a, a, a something that became an actual scenario one day, I I don't have to think long and hard about it before I pull the trigger if I'm gonna get Jalen Brown. That's all I'm yeah. saying. I mean, and and going back to like in the beginning where I said if I but if I'm the Magic, if I if that trade goes through, like you know the whatever number, let's just say it's a top three pick because the Celtics really they they I don't think they would still care whether it's a first or a third pick as long as it, if we land top three. I'm sure they if that rumor is somewhat true, I'm sure they'll still give uh Waltman a call. So assuming that it's a top three pick and it involves either um Mo Bamba or Wendell, and we're getting just Jalen Brown, what I'm gonna do is before I say yes to that trade and then figure out the kinks, I'm gonna ask them, can I get a future first round pick out of this? And the Celtics have it, so why not? And if they say no, be all right, all right, let's work out the kinks of who would you rather have between Wendell Carter and Mobamba? And I'll tell you this though, regardless or not, you know, <clears throat> we might end up having to get somebody else back from Boston. So if Boston's willing to throw maybe one of these, you know, nice little young guys like, uh, you know, I like me some Grant Williams. So if we were to get Grant Williams out of that, he could fit nicely off the bench. Um, who else? Uh, um, I don't see them going out. I, I don't see them moving away from Robert Williams. But if they were to get rid of, like, say for example, like we get rid of um, Mo Bamba or, or Wendell, and they give us Robert Williams, I wouldn't mind that shit at all. Because at least he could be either a backup or the starter for the time being. I, I mean, if we were to get Robert Williams, I don't see him starting. I would see the other out of Mo Bamba and Wendell starting. But and then, again, you're, with, you're asking for you're asking for too much. Nah, no, because I mean, if you want that third pick, because we can't lose whether we get Jalen Brown. Like say like we get a top three pick, we get if we don't trade it, we get a top three pick. Cool. But if we can get Jalen Brown out of that and whoever else, then then we, we're it's a win win regardless for us. You know if what you I'm do saying? Something like that. If you do something like that, you have to throw in Terrence Ross. Well, I mean, I don't know. Ah, uh, uh, hmm. I don't know. I mean. Who knows, bro? I mean, at this point, we don't know. We we don't come next season. We don't know how Terrence Ross is gonna like perform within this young crew. We don't know what's gonna happen with the Magic at all. All we could hope for is that 
you know, all these little rumors and ideas and all that stuff that these so-called experts have been throwing out in these articles and stuff that us Magic fans like actually turn out to be true. But I've been thinking long and hard about this after the podcast last week with Saul. You know what I could see? You know what trade scenario I could see happening within the Boston Celtics getting rid of Jalen Brown? What what trade? I see them trading Jalen Brown to um to New Orleans. For who? For Lonzo Ball. That's gonna be like the center of that. For Lonzo that Ball? Trade. See, that's stupid. For, Lon- for Lonzo Ball. That's stupid. No, that's stupid. Nope. Lonzo that's Ball stupid. and a few other pieces and some picks and stuff like that's that. Dumb. That's dumb. Yeah, bro. All right. All right. Boston does, Boston does that shit. That's the worst move that Danny Ainge has made. All right. Well, hey, it's not about whether it's a good move or bad move, but I see that trade somewhat going down. Nah, it's not going to happen. All right. All right. All right. Now, hey, if that if somehow, some way, some trade, like a trade like that happens, I'm a fucking wizard, bro. I, I, I've proved 30 episodes in, and I've been pretty on point when it comes to somewhat of my rumors. So. I've been pretty. I've been pretty good. Yeah, that's not gonna happen though. <laughs> hey, look, I mean, I don't know. Let's see, Jalen Brown. Whether he's a he's in a Celtics uniform next year, Magic uniform, Pelicans uniform. We don't know. Point is, prayers up to Jalen Brown again. Uh, best of luck to the Celtics in the play-in tournament. Um, Hopefully, he could be in a uniform. Let's put it like that. Come on, he's gonna be in a uniform. There's no fucking question about that. Well, we don't know. I'm just saying, in regards to in regards to his injury, hopefully he can recover. Oh, I mean, this is a torn ligament. I mean, they. I, I'm sure reports after he has his surgery. I'm sure they'll they'll like that's when they'll say like, yeah, he'll be ready for training camp next season, whenever it is or whatever. I don't think this is something like how Markel Fultz. Like, I don't think he'll be ready. You know, in the opener. You know what I'm saying? At least Jonathan Isaac, we could somewhat expect him ready for opener because he's already been out for a while since the bubble. So he's already had a long, long, long road of recovery. So I feel like he'll be ready. But you know, same thing with Jalen Brown. But either which way, man. Um. This is a fun episode, you know, again, next week, play in tournament, May 18th through the 21st. Stay tuned to that. Stay tuned to the, our Instagram page so you know when we're going to record our next week's episode. Um, but, yeah, man, with that, we're going to wrap up episode 30. Damn, man, episode, 30 episodes already, bro. Shit. Stephen Curry. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, on that note, we're going to end it. We'll see you guys next week. Holla. Deuces.